Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott. I'm a confidence coach and instigator of joy. I believe that we are all so much more powerful than we can possibly understand. My goal with these conversations is to introduce you to brave, vulnerable people who are finding and owning their awesome. My guests are leaning into what makes them unique and sharing that uniqueness with the world. I hope these conversations inspire you to break free from whatever is holding you back and to step into your own greatness. Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My guest today is the brilliant, badass, totally hilarious Tamara Arnold, who is a two-time best-selling art author and a business energy strategist. Welcome, Tamara. Hey, everybody. Hey, Kelsey. What up? I'm so excited you're here. I'm so excited that the last five minutes of our conversation was not recorded. <laughs> Although I would have these conversations with anyone. Yeah, we're probably still going there. Probably. Maybe not to that bit. Um, <laughs> but let's dive into your title of business energy strategist. What does that mean? So, um, one thing that happened last year is that I, so a little bit behind that is that a few years ago I started to receive spiritual guidance. Um, so almost like voices direction on what to do, what not to do. And last year I downloaded that I could read chakras. Right. And so I immediately started practicing and I learned that our internal energy, like what we are carrying within us, really does define uh, the level in which we can serve our clients, show up in the world, uh, tune out the noise and the chaos of other people's voices and all these things, depending on what chakra was carrying too much stored energy. And so the reason I call it a business energy strategist is because I can jump into your energy and, and really tell you what you're holding on to and what is maybe self causing self-sabotage or blocks in, in what it is that you're trying to put out in the world. And we can strategize how to solve that problem. Okay. I got so many questions. First of all, you downloaded it just like, can, can you tell us how that happened? Absolutely. Cause it really sounds like it should be like, really like, I always think there should be fireworks and there should be like some sort of neon sign saying you downloaded something. But that's not at all how it happens. I was legitimately leaving my bathroom um, after blow drying my hair to go get dressed and I hear the voice it comes from behind me It's not in like my frontal lobe. It's in my own tone But it's very clearly and specifically not me and it said you can read chakras and I went Ooh, I think you've got the wrong human here. <laughs> like I know nothing about chakras <laughs> And they're like no you can read chakras and I was like, but I don't I don't know what to do to read chakras and they said we will guide you and so what most of us do, and again, I've I'd had some practice with the voice and with my spiritual guides for some time um, before that. So I was like, well, when I receive, I take action because everything they, they had led me to do up until that moment has been bang on and has really helped define what it is that I do with my with my job. So I was like, okay, I, I can read chakras then. And I went to the computer and I said, hey, everybody on my Facebook wall. Apparently, I can read chakras. Is anyone open to let me practice on you? And four people said yes. And then I legitimately shit my pants because I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing here. And I used my phone on Facebook Messenger and I would talk to these four people. And I just fully went into a state of trust that if they had guided that I could do this, that there was something that I was meant to do and had four incredible readings and then continued offering the practice sessions and group my entire business around this. Okay. So how do you do it? Do you go through each chakra? So what happens is I learned to ask permission because as a personal trainer in a past life, right, you ask permission to touch the body. <laughs> and so I got into the habit of saying, is it okay if I merge energies with you? And so, yeah, I will do what's considered a hotspot check. So I may even do like 15 minute op, like what is your number one obstacle right now that is preventing you? Cause I can just get in and read that. It's like a blaring siren going off in your, in one of your chakras. And so I merge energy 
I do a quick scan. It'll tell me what the, uh, like the highest level of um, imbalance is. And then I dive in and I actually explain the gift as um, my body is used by your energy. So when I'm merged with you, your body like uses Tamara, the human body to speak back to you. And so we find out like in root chakra, if you're, you know, putting energy into approval or judgment or people pleasing or have not having clear boundaries, I can read that like nobody's business. I'll know which one's out and why it's out. And, you know, if you're connecting, putting a vibration out to the people you're here to serve. And if you are, if they're picking it up and coming back to you, because I can read their vibration back. It's really cool. It's a cool gift. So like, how does it show up for you? But do you want to know what's really cool? Yes, Kelsey Kelsey and I have never talked about this before. So she's like legitimately like, what? (laughs) Um, Dependent on if somebody else has a gift. So say I'm in somebody who can hear voices. I hear more. If I'm in somebody who can see, I have visuals that happen. But if I were to show you what it would look like, I have to look and stare off in space because energy has no form. So I'm a feeler, I'm clairsentient, so I will feel what you feel. I will feel the discomfort. I will feel if, you know, there's an echo in your solar plexus of somebody, you know, berating you or making you feel bad. I will hear them and feel what you felt in that moment, like that feeling of being made to be small, that you might still be carrying that impression and that's why you're not showing up fully in your business. Wow. How's, like, how was the impact on you doing, going through this process? Well, and it was such a learning process because in the beginning it was just like, I want to do as many as I possibly can. So I would do up to like 10 people a week. So sometimes if, you know, it would fall, I'd do like five, six a day and for an hour or whatever. And um, I learned very quickly um, that it does have a physical response on my body. And I actually get a fever. Like if you were to come in and touch my face while I'm reading, because I'm doing so much energy work, it just, it makes my temperature go up. So um, I've learned over time that my maximum number of reads, if I'm doing full, full body reads is, is two a day. If I'm doing 15 minute, like uh, quick block checks, I can do like six a day. And can you read your own chakras? Fuck no. No, 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 no. It's fascinating, but we can't ever do it because I'm too connected to my own story and to my own thoughts, feelings, and emotions that I actually hired somebody who was an energy reader to be my coach and mentor. I was like, I, I cried. I actually cried on the phone when I hired her. I'm like, I need a me. I need somebody who can <laughs> tell me what's going on in my energy and like help me in the same capacity. Cause I think it's a really, it's a really powerful thing to help you get through um, obstacles faster. If you know where they are, yes. sift through what the problem is. Okay. Wait, just, quick aside. I still want to come back. I'm not done with this. <laughs> but I that I need a me I think that's something that all coaches like we we need that all coaches healers intuitives whatever it is I know when I when I crashed my bike last year I was like I need a performance coach I can't coach myself and performance coaching is one of the certifications I have and I found someone, but like, yeah, we can't coach ourselves. It doesn't, it doesn't work. No. And I mean, even in the world of the personal trainer, right? Like I was a trainer who had a trainer. Yeah. Right. I was so done thinking about everybody else's body by the end of the day, that like trying to put something together for my own body was, it was it, like, I didn't want to, and it was hard and it didn't feel like I was tired and I just wanted to go home. And we hired the trainer to help push us. Yeah. Right. To do the thing that we will give, like say, nah, not today on. So yeah, it's that motivation. It's the accountability. It's the, you know, like the, the guidance and the support and the love that we tend to not give to ourselves. Yeah. I, I when I was a triathlon coach, I still had a triathlon coach and I still have a triathlon coach. Mm-hmm. These things that I don't see like, Hey, you, you got to take a break. Right. I don't see that stuff. I'm in it. 
it's, that's the very, very essence of it. I'm too attached. Like I'm too close to the problem. Yeah. I can, and because we have these lo lovely egos within our head, right? Separate from what is right or wrong, the ego knows exactly what to say or do to get us to do whatever. It's like, don't be a pansy. You can go harder. <laughs> like, yeah, the ego cracks me up. Oh, totally. It is so ridiculous. Like it's, it's always like ready for a war. I love my ego because its whole lifelong purpose has to been to keep me safe. <laughs> now I'm safe and I don't need its protection anymore. And I send it so much love, but you know, I, I tend to choose to connect to my inner self, my deeper self more than. Yeah, me too. And that's been a learning process. Big one. I, I believe. Intuition. I, I don't know if you are the same way, Kelsey, but do you not find that the um, the learning process of going within to find the inner self came around the same time that you launched your business? It The remembering came then. The, oh, okay, I guess I, I did know that. I guess my intuition was right. I guess my intuition was right. Like, like maybe a hundred times of that before I'm like, oh, I already know this with like, you know, getting, um, tarot readings from someone. And I'm like, yeah, I already knew that. Like, why doesn't anyone tell me anything new? Oh, cause I already know this stuff. That's a good way to put it. The remembering happened where you could connect the dots a little bit, looking back and going like, Oh no, I was always an empath. That's why I dropped yeah. out of high school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, Oh, right. In college, I knew when my grandmother died. But my parents didn't tell me for a few more days because I had been in exams and they didn't want to bother me. And that freaked me out. So I shut it down. Which is what the majority of us do yeah. at some point. Because mine shut down when I was 10. All my gifts shut down when I was 10. And my mom, who had severe depression, got sadness. And I knew that I needed to be her daughter and not Tamara, the, who talks to things in her mind anymore. <laughs> what was the story you told yourself at that time? You know, I, I, looking back now, I can vaguely like remember that that was almost like a, a message that came through that said, you are about to do this for your mom. And so you, it was almost like, it was like putting it in a closet and saying, you'll remember this later. This isn't your time for this. And you know, my story is the mental health story. My mom was sick. My son was sick. Like it didn't matter how far I ran or where I went, you know, mental illness and depression was my life. And so I gave myself, which was a learning that we're never to give ourselves completely to something because my remembering came when my son and I had ended up breaking up when he was 17. Like it was a toxic relationship and I ended it for, it lasted six months, but it was that standing in a room going, Oh my God, I don't know who Tamara is anymore because I became my mom's daughter and I became my son's mother and I tried to save and help them. And now I have an open road and I have this capacity for me and I don't know who I am anymore. And then the remembering. So who is Tamara? Oh my God. Tamara's hilarious. <laughs> she is so much She's nothing but a big kid. She like she's a fairy. I actually have a picture of me painted as a fairy on the wall as Kelsey, Kelsey and I. She's a magical, mystical creature of love and light who is here to sprinkle her magic everywhere all over the land. And I say that with sincerity because my entire life I have read fantasy novels. Like it is all, I used to play sick in school to finish a book. I would stay up all night and it was only, a, like I would only read it if it was, you know, had fans like witches or gargoyles or warlocks and fairies and magic and all of these things. And to this day, I still read those books, but I've also created a business where I actually align with those people. Right. Like I work with the spiritually gifted. So when people are saying to me, hey, I hear things, I see things, I see colors, I hear vibrations or, you know, even if they have dark energies, I know that for truth because it's everything I've educated myself on my entire life.
It's interesting. The, the word educated just stood out for me just then. Because it, I guess, yeah, it's what you've been reading about your whole life. And yet it, it is who you are. Like, how much more learning was there beyond just, you already are a magical human. So for me, and especially where in the way that I read chakras, the solar plexus, when it's not vibrating fully, it's, it's that sense of needing more, right? Because we, it's garnished by, you know, I'm deserving, I am worthy, I am seen, and I am heard. That's a fully happy solar plexus. And if you know that you're deserving and you're worthy and you're seen and you're heard, you don't need anything to justify that. You just are that. It's an inner, inner knowing. So when your solar plexus is out and you're having resistance, you're going to think that you need more education, more research, more, you know, uh, information. And so when I started to read chakras, I didn't know the colors. I didn't know the symbols. I trusted what I was receiving because I call it like my divine father or my divine universe coming through as they were gifting me with the spiritual gift that I was going to be able to serve my community and tribe with. And if I went and tried to research somebody else's version of their gift, I would smudge my learning, if you will. Yes. I'm glad that you were like, yes, because that's like, it's so true. Like, I don't think that there's one way. And I think that when we're open to receive it um, in the way that it's meant to be for us, then it comes through with clarity and we can learn to massage it and we can learn to serve with it at a greater level and then expand on it and grow it. And I just think it's really cool. Yeah. I'm, oh my God, a hundred percent. I, I really feel like there's this push I don't know if that's the right word. There's this feeling that we are supposed to, like other people have done it. We got to learn from them. They'll tell us what to do. And no one, no one can tell you what to do ever. They don't know. No one can know what's best for you. And it's a, it's actually become like a big pet peeve of mine. Like I'm totally anti-advice because Unless you're going to recommend what I should eat on the menu, like what your favorite dish is, which honestly, like I've got so many food sensitivities that I'm probably going to go off, <laughs> off your recommendation anyway, but like there's nothing else that you know better than I do. But I think that that takes time to get to is the inner inner being. When you are so fully connected to your inner being that nothing on the exterior can affect you because you are in that sense of completion, inner completion. Like I am perfect, I am whole, I am complete. The tr that takes trust, like capital T, trust. Which is often a word people don't like, <laughs> that they have resistance <laughs> towards this trust. But it is, it is that full sense of trust, trust in yourself. There's the trust in divine anything, love, beings, God, goddess, you know, universe, but there's also, I do believe that there's trust in collaboration. There's trust in others. There's trust in that you're not being led astray. It's like trust that the universe is bringing you the right person at the right time to connect to for the next phase or the next step in your journey. So you're not like, what's in it for them? And they're manipulating me. Like, what do they really want? That all disappears so that when the person comes to you, you're like, of course you're the person. <laughs> Why didn't I think of you? <laughs> And this is actually perfect for us to talk about because we, so we met at Jillian Bolanz's True You Live. For some reason, it wasn't just the amazing jacket you were wearing, but I was like, I need to talk to her. Like, I need to connect with this woman. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is, I'm really glad we're creating this podcast together. And I'm still really excited to be like, so why are, why are you putting us together? What's happening? I know, because it literally happened like this. Kelsey sent me a message. So we became Facebook friends. I'm pretty sure you were walking ahead of me on the street. And I was like, new friend. <laughs> and then you just sent me a message, a PM. I was like, you know, I can't, like, you're in my heart or I'm thinking about you. And I was like, oh, my gosh, me too. We need to chat. And that's how it was never even a dissonance of there is an expectation or there's a this or a that. It was just like a beautiful vibration of love that was simply like, hey, I'm thinking about you. Hey, funny, I'm thinking about you too. Clearly there's something. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. I mean, I think of like there's simply I'm thinking of you. Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm thinking of 
you know, I want to work with you or I want to create this with you or I need you for this. It was simply like, hey, I feel the connection. Let's explore it. Let's chat. Let's just simply have a conversation and get to know each other. And I yeah. think that that was a beautiful expression. And to tell you guys the truth, like we've only talked a couple of times and we had like a whole 30 minute conversation before pressing record on yes. the podcast because it's like, I feel like there's still so much to learn about each other. Yeah. And I want to learn more about all of you. And it's like, cool. It's just like fun. Yeah. I think we need like a couple of weeks together. Yes! <laughs> We're just going to come down and paint my office. <laughs> I totally would. <laughs> and I am. Mark my words, everybody. All the listeners, watch for the Instagram story. <laughs> <laughs> but she's not going to know the name of the paint. <laughs> Can I tell your listeners that you deemed yourself as having a word disorder? <laughs> you go right ahead. <laughs> because she's like remembers the name of paint like your nail polish paint she always remembers the name of nail polish paint I thought that was really fascinating because that's not retainable information for my personal brain space I was like you know what I mean that wouldn't that wouldn't happen and so we had this conversation and then we had a conversation about Canadian versus American <laughs> enunciation of the word dashant dachshund <laughs> We are talking about the small dog, otherwise known as a wiener dog. <laughs> Americans call it a dachshund. Yeah. It's just getting to know people is the greatest gift we have. Like that entire relationship building and being open to the human spirit in its brightest essence. I love the human spirit. And just, I love, I love, so I have the gift of being able to see you right now, Tamara, and I just love the light that you are. And yeah, I see that picture of a fairy behind you, but that, like, what I see is a real life fairy right here. And that's just so amazing to me. I just love being able to see that light and that magic in humans on a regular basis. You just made my day, Kelsey. <laughs> that was so nice. Now my, we're BFFs. We're not just right. Right, Let's get back on track. I'm still fascinated by the chakra reading business. Cool. All right. So tell me more about it. Like, what, how does it show up? Do you start at the root chakra and then go up? So I always start at the root and because it's truly the foundation of who we are. Like if you're thinking of, I explain it as like seven floors of your energetic house. So your human body is the seven floors. It begins at your tailbone. It goes to the top of your head. That's really like your limbs are just like holding space for the body, like of, of your temple. And, um, and the reason I started the root is because legitimately the root is the chakra of action. Mm -hmm. And so if somebody's like, oh, I just, I'm, I'm not taking action. I'm not taking action. I know that I need to do things, but I don't know why I'm not doing them. Immediately, I know that the root, root chakra is up, the root chakra is off. And we're talking a lot about this. So I'm, I'm pretty sure we're, we're in the root a lot, which means there's someone in your pool of people listening who needs to hear this. And, and that's because as long as we are taking any of our energy and we're trying to appeal to people who are not in our tribe, we deplete ourselves of having anything left over to take action on what it is that we're really put on this earth to do. So if you're right, seeking- Wait, to, hold on. Whoa. That was a brilliance bomb. So when we are trying to appeal to anyone who's not part of our tribe- Yes. When, so in a sense, we are, when we are censoring ourselves- Yes. We are depleting our energy. Correct. Okay, so quick example, yesterday, I created a meme on Instagram saying, fuck the hustle. Last minute, I was, I changed it to screw the hustle. Mm -hmm. And then I had the good fortune of having a good friend who I could just bounce that idea off. And she's like, it's okay to be yourself. So I changed it back to fuck the hustle, posted that. But I had that moment of censorship. Wait. And I, you know, I called in my tribe with fuck the hustle. Right. And I'm going to even tell a funny story about the, the word fuck, because uh, a couple of years ago, maybe it was two or three years ago, I made the New Year's resolution to swear more. And I say it with 
Jess, but with a, with a kindness as well, because the reason I, like, I swear, I don't swear a lot, but I swear when I want to make an impact with what it is that I'm trying to say. And I had this idea, societal belief that if I was swearing that I would be portrayed as a bad mother and a bad businesswoman. And so I created the new year's resolution that I was going to swear more. And I do like, I just say, you know, shit fuck balls if I wanted to say that and it's okay and and it only comes out when it's an expression like I'm just in a conversation and it's my natural story I'm not thinking I need to throw an f-bomb in here or I need to do anything because I just wanted to give myself permission to be me yes yes basically like what I've learned is my heart drops an f-bomb every once in a while when I speak from my heart you know it's uncensored and truth, right? Like it's so important. It's because we, in order to actually communicate, and this is all root chakra stuff too, communicate with our exact people. We still have to, we can speak to them in their words that they need to hear, but it's still with our voice. It's still like if they get on a phone call with us after reading our posts or messaging and all of a sudden they're like, who the hell are you? Like, where did you come from? It's kind of like a false sense of like marketing in, in a way. Like if you were to like, be read any of my posts or be I'm on a podcast or anything. It's the same Tamara. Check, check, check. Yeah. When I go in the house and talk to my kids, this is, I still swear. <laughs> like It's just a thing. Yeah. I mean, authenticity. A friend of mine recently pointed out that to be authentic means to author. Just love that connection. And was a bit astounded that as a huge word nerd, I hadn't yet recognized that. Can I say one of my biggest um, word nerd stories right now? Please. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I didn't know what the word affluent meant uh, because, you know, I grew up in subsidized housing. Like it just wasn't a word that I was surrounded by. And so I understood it as a meaning wealthy. Affluence meant wealth. And I was just, you know, working on my wealth words and my wealth abundance and rich and all of the ones that used to trigger me. But I recently started reading the um, Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. And I learned that affluence actually simply means in flow. Oh. Right. Because that's when we are in our wealth consciousness is when we are in flow. Oh. <laughs> Listeners, if you take nothing else from this podcast, affluent means in flow. Oh, that's a game changer for me because flow is my thing. Huh. I got shivers on my crown right now. That's all I got to say. <laughs> but I was like, you know what I mean? All these associations, but everything in life, true success, true happiness, true health, bliss, joy is simply being in that state Yes, of flow affluence i know now we can say it with some swagger eh? like i'm an affluence <laughs> no you know that's and that's not a word that i use frequently affluent it's just not a like quote-unquote normal word i'm gonna start trying to say it at least once a day now and it's so powerful i like so talking about other downloads because i just um, is this this new thing I'm putting together for January, but it really is utilizing um, spiritual law and manifestation in our life more regularly, learning the energies of it. So like I'm digesting so much information <laughs> right now on these things um, by guidance wise so that I can, my, my, my goal in life is to take big spiritual concepts and make them so that every human can understand them and use them in their day-to-day -day life. I love it. And I feel like, okay, so I, as a science writer, that's what I used to do for science. And I also tried to make them funny. And I'm thinking that you're going to make them funny too, because you're funny. Thank you. I think I'm funny too. I like what people say. But that's the same thing I did scientifically through the human body as a personal trainer, right? And even to this day, I teach, I went back to teaching fitness classes because I taught fitness classes from my early 20s. And um, I stopped when I started authoring. And recently I went back because it is a part of who I am. Anything with really a microphone <laughs> and a stage. So that I, but like, it's 
I want at the end of a class people to not think about what the workout was like it just flew by so like I have nicknames or I receive things like people will have a hashtag you know for me Tamara spin is spun because <laughs> I'm ridiculous on the bike because I wanted to be the best fast and most aggressive 45 minutes you've ever had or like people will come to do a 45 minute ab class do you know how boring abs are and consistent ab work for 45 minutes I used to teach a 45 minute ab class right um, it's where we have I also used to teach group fitness for a long time <laughs> and core classes I had a blast in my core class oh it's so fun that, but that's the part they come back because it's fun they don't come back because they yeah. love doing 45 minutes of core right exactly no we, we had a little family people would be sad going off like I had the college kids be like how can I keep up while I'm in college I was like, don't worry you just come back when you're back in town did you know I learned on step that was the first that intimidates me. It's so intimidating. <laughs> and it's so great because you talk about learning your brain, like training your brain. Step is a brain train because you have to be ahead of everybody and remember and memorize the calls as they're going. And you're talking the whole time too. Talking and being funny. Yeah, that's, a, that's impressive. So you're a total pro. You can do that. Well, it's funny. As soon as you put a mic in my face or in my hand, I'm like, what do you need from me? I can do anything. <laughs> so question, did you ever plan your classes ahead of time? Um, yes, especially in the beginning. Um, and I do write out my spin classes if I have something specific that I want to do. But like I did, I have one spin class that says nine minutes of hill nine minutes of speed, nine minutes combined, and then whatever I can intuitively get from the people. What are they needing? What is, because really when you're intuitive in any way, which you are as well, it's really reading who's in front of you. Yeah. So I could have something set, but if I know it's gonna be the worst idea for them, then I can modify on the spot. Yeah, I used to plan my spin classes similarly, usually with a little more detail, but sometimes more intuitively, and my abs class, I had no idea what we were doing until we were doing it. I was just as surprised as everyone else. Sometimes. Sometimes I write them down if I'm if my brain space is low. Mm. I tried that in my second class I taught. I wrote it down. Worst class I ever taught. Because I kept trying it like I would follow my intuition and go somewhere and then be like, oh, crap, I forgot to do these. We were supposed to do it in this order. It was just all discombobulated. Which is another reason why I don't, so I run retreats with my groups and I don't ever plan my retreats. I have an idea, mm -hmm. but I can't write down what I'm going to do with them because it never correlates with what is actually happening in the class, yeah. like what I'm teaching. So, yeah. Okay, wait. back to chakras. Root. Root right. is action. Communicating. And so like, I'm, I'm going to say something too because it's coming through for your listeners and that is the reason that I start at the bottom is because everybody is so darn good at focusing on their chakras from the heart up. Oh yeah, I love my heart, I love my throat, I love my third eye, I love my crown, everybody knows these, or they practice them, they meditate on them, they do all of these things. But what we tend to do uh, by nature is we, we become bottom lower chakra packers, which means we take the emotional feelings and thoughts that we're having, our experiences, and we actually like push them down into the bottom three. And so I explain this is because like the solar plexus, which is at your belly button, or we'll say it's the third floor of your energetic house, if you want to go that route, is I call it the energy junk drawer, because it is the place where no matter what someone has said to you at any point, you have the capacity within seconds to decide if you're going to bring it into your energy system, if you're going to say, oh, that's not mine, right? But when we're young, we don't, we don't understand that we have that control. And so we, we start to like bring in, oh, I'm a bad singer. I'm never going to sing again. Oh, I'm not good at math. That means that I'm going to fail. So I, I, you know, I can't be an engineer. It's like whatever somebody says to us in passing, even like I had Jenny Carr on mine and she explained her dad said one thing and it had, it caused a whole disassociation with her body. Right. And nothing people are saying even to be mean sometimes, but we pull it in as a belief in ourselves. Right. And we store this all in our solar plexus, our energy drunk drawer. 
And so instead of dealing with things, it's just easier to pack it away. So is this why when somebody, when as an empath, I experience like I'll, I'll say, I'll feel energy and be like, is this mine? And if it's not, it drops down into my belly. Interesting. And that's when I'll we'll say like, please return to sender with compassion. Yes. Yes. I've never heard it explained it in that way because in general, most empaths, and I love this conversation now, I'm like super curiosity, Tamara. Um, I call it uh, the library of, of other people's emotions and we bring it into our heart thinking it's, you know, ours mm -hmm. and we need to like make it better. Like I need to make them feel better. I need to make them feel better. I need to make them. And so we actually store their emotion and I, I read it across the back, like through them between the shoulder blades. And then mm -hmm. if they're holding onto a lot, it reads as like a library, like a whole shelf of, and of course I, my visual is like, if you were to walk into a magical kingdom and to like see all the little bottles, that's what it looks like in my mind's eye. But it's like, you know, however you would see a library of whatever it is, but it's just stored emotion that doesn't belong to us. Yeah, and that's exactly where I feel it when it's like heavy on my chest, like compressing my lungs. And that's how I know I have to clear my heart. That's the symptom of me holding on to too much stuff is when my, it feels heavy. So I'll get the rounded shoulders. I'll feel mm -hmm. that pressure. I'll feel like I'm tired and I can't explain why it's because, you know, and I explain the heart as, um, when we're the heart is our physical life force, but it's also our energetic life force. So we breathe in receiving into our heart and exhale are from our heart as well. So it's an energetic exchange. So like I always want to say, if you want to know if you're receiving into your heart, first of all, can you receive a compliment? Simplest form of receive. Like can, if somebody said to you, your hair looks really great. Are you saying, oh, thank you. Or are you saying, oh, really? I didn't even do it today. Be conscious of that because they're exhaling their vibrate, like from their love space as a breath out of their heart. So we want to make sure we inhale. But we can, when I say we can only be as successful as we have space within us to hold, it really comes down to heart space for me. Um, how much of this love energy can we hold in our heart to express at the highest value to our community, our tribe, the people we're here to serve? And if we're holding on to too many people in our heart, um, if we have codependency with our loved ones, I mean, I am a recovering codependent. I will be to the day I die because I grew up around so much mental illness and I tried to fix and save every human being right um if you have been emotionally scarred if you've been with a narcissist like all of these things take up real estate in your heart and so you will actually know if we were to just do a, a quick test on your listeners what what's going on in their heart space or their heart breath is take a second right now and think about how you're breathing are you holding your breath are you ex a strong exhaler and not a strong inhaler do you like find it hard to take deep breaths and only breathe shallow? Like all of this is an expression of your energetic breath as well. Cool. You're good. <laughs> you are dropping such amazing value in this episode, Tamara. Thank you so much. Thank you. This We're not done. I just wanted to thank you. Thank you. This is what I was put on this earth to help people with. So when you say like, what, are, what do you mean a business energy strategist? Mm -hmm. This is the business energy, like, right? Because if you want to receive, I call them soul clients and define mon divine money, we need to create that space to hold yeah. that within us. And so that we can then share it with love. We skipped over the sacral chakra, right? That was hard to say. Sacral, sacral chakra. Oh yeah, sacral, sacral, sacral. Sacral is so special because honestly, I call that the sex and money chakra and I mean right up in that grill it sounds delightful but the reason I call it sex and money isn't because we make money in the sacral sacral is standing confidently in our bodies declaring our mission out into the world which means we need two things we need to love our bodies because we need to be confidently in them right and the second thing is we need to be confident in what we're placing out into the world and because the, the I always say there's a resistance in each chakra the resistance of that that's called sexual energy. That is simply like if 
somebody walks in, you know that they have a, a high vibrating sacral because you're like, ooh, they look confident. I want to be around them. And that suggests that they are ready to be seen. And so mm -hmm. the resistance is hiding. But the other two parts of sacral to me and in, in the way that I was gifted this is that it represents um, feminine energy. And so sacral is also that nurturing. So it's knowing that we can tap into feminine energy, divine feminine, whether it's Mother Mary, uh, Mother Earth, any goddess that you connect with comes through our sacral and allows us to release control. So if you are overly controlling, you are not trusting in the divine feminine that you are nurtured and cared for and don't have to take care of everything. And then the last part of sacral for me is, is sensuality. But sensuality is really, are you present? Because if you are ahead, like you're thinking about the groceries and this and that and that and this and everything else that's going on in your life, we know that. And then if you are hiding, like if you are in that space of not feeling confident, you're pulled, you're retreated. We know that. And so I say sacral is sex and money because, you know, when you are open to being fully seen and confident in your body and knowing that you are not in control of everything, that you ask for help and you know that you're nurtured and cared for, that's when all of the major amazing things, that's when people start to notice you and reach out to you without you feeling like you have to go and do everything and, you know, hustle. It is that sense of flow. Oh, yes. Okay. So when you feel supported, when you know that you are supported, and back to trust again. So feminine trust comes through sacral for me, but it's also really, um, your sense of confidence in who you are. Mm -hmm. It truly is. Like, I believe fully, everybody listening, that you chose your human body before you were born into it because it is in the likeness of whatever it needs to be to be of the highest level of service to your people. So if you looked different, you wouldn't be able to serve your community. They're choose, like, it's all preset for us. And so we need to love it as being a divine vehicle of our message. That is so good. I love so much of the stuff you're saying, Tamara. I feel like you are, and I don't know, maybe you are doing this because I know you're magical. You're taking like jumbles of ideas that have no words attached to them out of me and you're making them beautiful. And I really appreciate that. It's really helpful to me. <laughs> I, hope, I imagine it's immensely helpful to all the listeners as well. Well, like I said, when, you, when, when I went into learning this, I didn't get distracted by what everybody else was doing so that I could re recite or re resuscitate recess whatever <laughs> the information that spirit was giving to me and I mean my first chakra reading that I did was not as clear as my 20th my 40th my 100th my, I've done hundreds of chakra readings biz energy readings is what I ended up calling them in the long term to really learn what it is that I was meant to portray that's why I wrote the magical business method, which is that book cover there, was based on the information of all of this stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Right? And so, like, I can gift that to your listeners if, if you want to put a... That would be great. Anyone can just download a copy of the magical business method. It's just more detail, right, about all of this stuff. But it also talks about, you know, life, like how it manifests in your life, how you'll know, like, all those kinds of things. Hmm. I can't wait to read that um where are we we did we did hard we haven't done the top three throat yeah third eye and crown so i love talking about throat obviously because you know it's the vehicle of your message and so um i always explain that and i do it because i was a personal trainer generally speaking if something is off in one of our chakras it doesn't necessarily mean that specific chakra is off it could mean that there is disharmony in another one and so i actually just did a, a live in in my magical mastermind group about this that you know our throat chakra we actually have a superpower 
and if we really want to make a difference and we really want to impact who it is that we're in this world to impact, then it's, you've got to sink into what your superpower is. It's either going to be your voice or your written word. Yes, you can have both, but you are dominant in one or the other. And so like if you're somebody who sends voice notes all the time and you use a boxer and you would rather do, you know, a Facebook live and the thought of sitting down to write a post or to write something down makes you want to poke your eye out, you have a voice superpower. And so why not answer? amplify your message through that. And the same thing goes like the mere thought of hearing your own voice or doing a live like makes your skin crawl. Why in God's earth would you put yourself through that? <laughs> amplify your superpower to get your message out further. But the resistance of the throat chakra, if you are actually feeling disharmony and you're not speaking your truth and you're not uh, using your words is you'll get sick. <laughs> Simple. It's super simple. Uh, you know, there's also, um, I explain it as if you're changing your niche or you're changing who it is that you're actually working with. My analogy is like you'll be driving your car, you've got momentum, you're on the highway, you are moving towards your, your outcome, your results or what you want to achieve. And then randomly say, I, I have changed my niche, right? you pull up a car beside it. So, you know, I went from working with moms who had children with mental illness to working with spiritual entrepreneurs, right? So I pulled up beside the car, I kept the momentum going, but I had to jump from one moving vehicle to the next. And in that interim, I got a cold, right? Because I'm changing my voice. Yes. I, and it's interesting to me that you got a cold. Like I would think that might knock your sacral out of alignment. I mean, jumping from car to car is a little scary. Well, it just changed, I was changing my voice. I was changing who I was speaking to. I was changing my vehicle of my mission as opposed to being seen. I already had the, the collected of people and in truth, even though I was working, if you're open to divine universal, like manifestation happening all around you, my very first group call for my first program, which was called Becoming Me, you know, I was helping moms with men, children with mental illness step out of the chaos and redefine who they were. And, um, I'm on a call with six women and I just kind of looked like kind of at them differently as in intuitive empath. And I was like, uh, who here's an empath? And all six people raised their hands. So even though I was working with moms who had children with mental illness, I was already working with spiritual entrepreneurs. The universe was already bringing me who I would be working with. I just didn't have the awareness of it at the time. I was just reaching out to who I knew I could serve at the time. Universe is sassy like that. Universe is the bomb, man. Miracle mindset, always seeing the gift uh, when it's happening. Side story is like we have a record player, right? And uh, random thoughts I have is like, you know what record I would really like? The traveling Wilburys. <laughs> that is what I would really like. The traveling Wilburys, because I had my dad's collection of records here. My son had picked them up and we go to winners which is like um marshals of canada and they have some records now for the holiday season and of course there was a my husband i go to the bathroom he comes he's like you're not going to believe this it's a traveling wilburys <laughs> record because you know marshals or winners is going to have a traveling wilbury i've never seen it anywhere else but it's because we set that intention we place it out into the universe do you see when the universe is like hey you put this vibration now let me let me bring it to you <laughs> Like I call it the universal drive through, right? You just roll down the crown chakra, open it up and be like, okay, universe, today I would like a large, you know, <laughs> serving of filling my course with a side of traveling Wilbury CD. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? The universe provides. <laughs> I love, I love, I think of those as reminders. Like, hey, we got you. I had um, every Sunday I ride with a small group and I always just like before we head out, like during my morning meditation, I asked Arch Archangel Michael to protect us. And one day we're on our ride and we're like three miles in and this big Peloton, big group of cyclists passes us and like we pull up right behind them. They're a group of first responders. And I'm like, oh, we are protected. Thank you so much. Yeah, asking ye shall receive. Mm -hmm. Right, but you just gotta remember to ask. That's the hard part for most of us, right? Yeah, because it's weakness, and we're so, that's that. Like I, 
take care of myself. I don't need anyone to take care of me. I've got this. I don't want to bother anybody else. It's annoying if I ask. There's a whole lot of stories we can tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are so silly on that front. Here we are, this group of people humaning to the best of our ability, which is this messy, fumbly, just massive insanity. And we need other people. We, we can't do this alone. And yet we're like, I don't want to bother anyone. You know, you're bothering them by not asking. It's true. It's so true because like we, how do you feel? And I'm asking your listeners when somebody's like, I really need you. Can you help me with something? You're like, Oh, I feel needed. Ooh, I feel good. I feel connection. I feel so like it's reciprocated when you ask for help, the person's going to be like, Yay, thank you. Of course. I just got a, an ask of help um, right before doing on the podcast where somebody was like, I'm putting together another thing of my program. Do you want to be a guest speaker? Do you want to come on and help me? And it's like, Ooh, well that feels really nice. Right. Like, you know, even sidebar, and this is a true story. When I launched my podcast and I thought about asking people on as guests and that was scary. Like, I'm like, Hey, come on my podcast so I can tell the world how awesome you are. And even though I was wanting to shine light on other people, it still felt like anxious and anxiety over asking people to come on. The ask. Yeah. That's three letters asking so hard. Even think back to school. Like it's hard to ask a question when you don't get something. Because we don't know the response. It's not something that is predetermined. And mm -hmm. so the unknown is the ultra scary place because we can't correlate a previous thought. Like, you know what I mean? Like all we have is like, oh, if any of my other asks have gone like that, that's the way they're always going to be. We don't have the vision of it. Yeah. And uh, sidebar, that place of the unknown, the uncertainty is one of my favorite places ever. I get really excited. Did I actually tell you the title of the book I'm writing right now? No. It's, it's called The Blind Leap, How to Jump into the Unknown and Create the Life of Your Dreams. I love it. I can't wait to read it. And that is going to be like the, um, to me, there's three different, as I'm working with energies more and more, I see it broken down into three parts, which is most of us do the mindset work, but that's the third eye, which we, we haven't gone to yet. Right. But that's only one floor of your energetic house is mindset. We still have to be conscious and aware that we want to keep all floors of our energetic being clear. So we have the physical body, the housing, <laughs> we got to, you know, work on the energy of our internal house. Then we have the mindset work, which is, you know, perception, it is, you know, clearing the ego. It is getting out of our mind. It is the manifestation, the ask, the desire, the intention. And then there's the energy of exchange of the outside world. Yes. Say more about that, that exchange with the outside world. Right. So like, uh, I think of it, I, they're giving me the vision. So I'm hoping that some of your listeners would uh, respond to this. If you've ever read the Celestine Prophecy, right? And it talks about, you know, if somebody's aggressive, we, our energy retracts, like it goes within itself. And, you know, um, when we are vibrant or energetic, you know, it's like almost like a sunshine and people want to come in. But there's other parts to this where we get to a place with understanding that somebody else's energy is not actually um, an invitation into our energy. <laughs> it's not like everything that we come in contact with in the day is something that we need to be in space. So what is coming up for right now as an example is, is guilt, right? So guilt to me is a creation of our own thought process. Nobody actually makes us feel guilty, right? Like we make us feel guilty. They can say, oh, really? But like, you haven't come to see me in so long. Like, all of those kinds of things, but this is an interaction, right? They're not saying you need to feel guilty for not coming to see me. That's not the words out of their mouth, 
but yet we leave the conversation going, I feel so guilty. I'm a terrible daughter. I'm a terrible mother. I'm a terrible person. And so when we can learn the energy of that exchange, right, that just because somebody is saying something to us in an external doesn't mean that we internalize it or create something that is untrue based on that interaction. Yes. Yes. We choose to feel the guilt. Yeah. But like even think about it. So like, I'll just give this as an example as well. So you're thinking about taking, like working with Kelsey, I'm just saying that, right? And you've been listening to her podcast forever. And you're like, oh my goodness, I just love Kelsey. She's the most amazing thing. And like, guys, I have been in the recipient at the True You Live of Kelsey's Magic, right? And so you think about it, you think about it, but you go like, oh, you know, I can't make that investment in myself because I'm taking money from my family. And then if I'm taking money from my family, then I'm a bad mom. And, you know, then if I'm a bad mom, I'm never going to be able to like be successful. And like you create this guilt. Meanwhile, you haven't even told a single soul that you're thinking about taking Kelsey's course. Nobody else has created this emotion for you. Your ego got a hold of it and created a whole bunch of fear-based thoughts, a whole bunch of things that didn't exist yet you left the present moment you went into a future that is not there and you made an emotion and it was guilt and it was based on fear right just to give the that's such a it's such a good example because you talked about how like that story happened so fast and then this just came to me that if we were to say out loud i want to work with kelsey if you say that and then the story might happen but you've already said out loud what your desire is. Then how does that thwart the path? Do you still have to go down the same guilt pathway? It's funny because I truly believe like we can think things in our head, but the minute we say it out loud, it becomes more real because we actually hear our own voice in there. You know, it's a different perception. And then the next phase is like telling somebody else, like if you're like, say to your husband or to your wife, you know, Ooh, I'm thinking about working with Kelsey. And all of a sudden it's more real because now we are bringing another energy into the fold, into the mix. And, you know, working in communities or tribes or with masterminds is really a powerful energetic force when you look at it as multiple energies driving to one outcome. So yeah. now you've told your significant other and if they're supportive, it's not just your energy moving towards the result. You've attached to another high vibrational energy that is supporting or pushing you towards that result as well. So it does become more real. And then you're like, but here's the thing. Like, my truth is you already know that you want to work with Kelsey, right? Like, you know, before you've even said it out loud before you so like the truest thing is is the first answer is always the right answer i always know that and so now we're getting out of the root chakra issues when you're seeking the approval of your partner to say it's okay if you take this course and then you're like ask your friend is this okay do you think i should take this course but meanwhile it's your decision it's your vibration it's your result and you already knew you wanted it from the minute you thought it and if we if we went into the mel robbins five second rule we have five seconds that we receive a hard yes or a hard no before our brain will our ego will start to talk us out of whatever it is that is the right answer mm -hmm. yes yes and 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 a random tidbit on that is pay attention to how that hard yes or hard no shows up for you for me it's a yes or a nope other people like it's a, not nope it's nope yeah. <laughs> for other people it's like uh-huh uh-uh it's, it's, it'll be in your likeness. It'll be in yeah. your, your energetic being, but like, it, you know it, right? You even know it. Like if you, or somebody says, do you want to come to my dinner party? And you're like, Oh fuck. No, no. Yeah. Right. And in your end, you're like, no. And then you're like, Oh, but they came to my last dinner party. And then, you know, mm, I feel so bad. They seem like you don't want to go. Don't go. Don't go. Nope. That I'm always scared that the internal nope on that is actually heard by the people <laughs> on the outside. <laughs> oh, did you hear that? No? Okay, good. Ah, sorry, I can't. <laughs> right, but when we get into that boundaries piece, boundaries are like essential for for success. For success in relationships, success in life, success in your personal endeavors, in, in athletics, in like anything. Boundaries are the key to achievement. 
And so knowing what feels good or feels bad, it's like, while I'm writing this book, I'm saying no to every invitation that I get. Can you want to be a part of this? No. Do you want to come here? No. Why? Because I have to finish my book. And if I'm going all the places, I don't have any time to write. Yeah. Okay. So do we do third eye? We were just talking about that a bit. Well, third eye is, is trust in um, something bigger than you. Right. And my favorite analogy for uh, trusting in spirit is like our human bodies can't hold everything. So we feel responsible for everything. Like I'm responsible for the well-being of my family. I'm responsible for the finances. I'm responsible for whether my kids are good or bad. I'm responsible for all of that stuff, which is basically as soon as you take on the responsibility, you're telling spirit, source, God, whatever that, you know, you're not, I don't need your help. I got this by myself. I can do it better than you. <laughs> And so, like, totally when we're out uh, uh, energetically on third eye level, we shut down because we take on too much responsibility and we can't even keep our eyes open like it, it's falling asleep. And the way that I explain this is if you were, we are but a grain of sand on a beach, right? And when you go to the beach and you're sitting down and it's time to pack up and go, would you try and stuff your umbrella and your beach bag and like your cooler into a grain of sand? It's not going to work. It's not going to work, right? Our human bodies are the same way. So we need to get to a space of trust, trusting that we can just get rid of anything that isn't serving us by simply saying, I give this away. I give this to, you know, whether you transmute it in the earth, whether you give it to God, whether you just imagine that it's evaporating off of you, that trust is essential for keeping you in a space of grace. True trust is knowing that everything's going to be okay. Nothing bad can happen and all your needs are met. Stress, overwhelm, and worry comes from the opposite of that. Hmm. Preach. <laughs> and then there's just the crown. And we talked about the crown is whether you can receive a compliment. That's how to know if your, your crown is open, but it's receiving all things. And you'll know your third eye is open is if you put it through the dryer cycle of your thoughts. So the minute your thoughts are involved, you're not allowing the receive in. If you're questioning the receive, does it come with an ulterior motive? You're not receiving it. It's not getting past your third eye. True alignment for me is when we receive from spirit source energy, love, God, whatever your belief is, and we receive it all the way down our clear energetic body to the root chakra, right? Which is our, our connection to those that we're meant to serve, where that aligned light hits like a mirror and vibrates back up into the universe like a bat signal and shines up in the sky for all your people that you're here to serve going like, I don't know what, where to go to have this or to get this result to like whatever. And then you look and you're like, I see this light in the sky like a bat signal. It's because you're aligned and people can pick up on that vibration. Oh my God. I love that image. That, oh yes. So I always think of alignment as it's when we are, there is us and our best self where everything is aligned and everything's like shiny and sparkly. And there's us more in our heads and in worry and stress and frustration. And, and that like, there's just this disconnect. The two are really close to each other, but they're not merged. And I think of alignment as that merge. I love that you took that to the next level. And like I picture it up and down the spine as just a, a lightsaber. Right, but think about that. So first you have to be able to receive it. So you gotta be okay with receive. And then with full trust, knowing that everything's gonna be okay, nothing bad can happen and all your needs are met. You don't need to stress, worry, or fear what you're receiving. So you allow that in. Then you have an open throat chakra so you can take what you're receiving and actively share it with the world with your superpower, whether it's your written word or your voice. You have a beautiful space of receiving in your heart, right? So you have a tank that is empty for you to receive the highest level of love that you can share out. You get through the belief that, you know, I am deserving and I am worthy and I am seen and I am heard, which is the solar plexus, you confidently declare what you're saying out into the world, which is your, your sacral, and then your root is your tribe vibe. That's why it's the mirror, right? <laughs> so that's why when it comes there and you're so clear on where you're placing your energy into the right pool of people and you're connecting with the same vibrational matches that it has no other alternative but to vibrate back up. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what else to say to that. That was just brilliant. And I love the phrase tribe vibe. Yeah. I picture it like written on, on a root. It's just perfect. Right. 
and that's like when when that's how I received it and I'd be like so I'll read your tribe and people are like what are you reading in my body <laughs> I'm like it's your the vibration are you actually connecting to your people or are you not oh god I love it um we can keep this going like I want to keep this going but we gotta wrap this up all right so how can people learn more about you get all your stuff buy your books just like learn about you listen to your podcast um so it's so funny because i'm a doer and then uh figure it outer like just go all in and then i'll figure it out so i do have a website which has like some information about me uh so it's at tamaraarnold.ca because i'm canadian so i have a dot and there's a tamaraarnold.com taken which i feel really strange because i'm like i didn't think tamara arnold was going to be a popular name in this world but there is a tennis player with the dot com uh so i'm dot ca <laughs> and then honestly any social media um if you message me on there i'm at tamara Arnold author and Facebook on Instagram. And then if you just, I love like you could email me, but I'm a much faster responder on, on Instagram and Facebook. And your books, are they all available on your website? They're on all, everywhere. Like if you were to go into Barnes and Noble, Amazon chapters, like any, any place you can get my kid is driving me crazy. A mom's survival guide for living with a child with mental illness and the magical business method. And soon the blind leap. When is that coming out? Don't know. Okay. Uh, podcast manuscript is due January 1st. <laughs> What's your podcast? Tea with Tamara. <laughs> Tea with Tamara is on all of the places. And that is enlightened conversation to live your best life. One of my missions is to help normalize spiritual gifts in this world. So people don't feel like they have to hide who they really are and they can be in their authenticity. And so that's one of the things that I want to talk more about is like everybody coming out of the spiritual closet. <laughs> so it's, it's a beautiful conversation about that with all sorts of wonderful people. Awesome. And it's, I mean, what are you like six episodes in? Eleven. Eleven. It's everything I've listened to so far is beautiful. I love it. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> Thank you so much for this gift. Gift feels like a small world word but like just massive present i just love your listeners i love you and if there's anything anyone needs please never hesitate to contact me and we'll have all your info in the show notes cool thank you thank you, thank you so much for listening if you'd like to continue the conversation please head over to facebook and join the group find your awesome with kelsey abbott it's free and if you want more than that go to my website kelseyabbott.com and there you can sign up for my newsletter and get a series of free guided meditations. And I would really appreciate it if you could head over to the podcast app and leave a review of the Find Your Awesome podcast. Your reviews help other people learn about this podcast. Thank you so much. That's all I've got for you, friends. Go forth and be awesome.